Okay, so this is my very first episode, very first podcast ever, and I'm very excited. I have talked about doing a podcast um, with like many different friends over the years, but we never followed through. So um, for those of you who don't know, not like I really doubt anyone's gonna be listening to this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna approach it like people are gonna people are gonna be listening to this. But yeah, so for those of you who don't know, I have to record some podcasts for um, this two credit social media class I have. And um, yep, this is the first, so far the first installment of three that are required. And um, this is like the millionth time I've recorded this because, you know, I've already learned a lot. One, definitely tell your parents that you're recording a podcast or they'll walk into your room um, during every single take. And then the second I would say use Chrome. I, I feel like I'm one of the only people who still use Safari and you can only record for five minutes on Safari, but you can record for 30 minutes on Chrome. And I feel like it's been a minute and 19 seconds and I've already said so much. So five minutes is not enough. Um, yeah, I've, I've said so much and I haven't even introduced myself, but I haven't introduced myself because that is, um, the topic of this first podcast is me. I'm going to do what I do best. And that is talking about myself. I am definitely a little bit of a narcissist, like pretty much everyone else out there. So I think I'll thrive during this. And, um, I am normally, I'm an organized person. I'm a last minute person, but I am an organized person. And normally during this type of thing, I would create an outline beforehand so I could kind of not just like, excuse my language, but like talk out of my ass, but I'm going to be doing that because that's what I like about podcasts is they're casual. They're, everything's kind of on a whim. in a way, I mean, I know things are pre-planned, but th- there's typically not a script. So I, I'm trying to be all like loosey goosey about this. Anyways, let's let's get to the meat of today's episode, which is me. Um, okay, I'm gonna start introducing myself. So my name is Sabrina Light. I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. I currently go to school in New York City. I go to Pace University, and um, I love New York. Obviously, that's the whole reason why I chose Pace. That was, it's the main reason why anyone goes to Pace, really. You talk to the students, everyone says the same thing. Either um, they just wanted to be in New York City, and Pace was like their best option, or they wanted to be in New York City, couldn't get into NYU or couldn't afford NYU, so they went to Pace. Um, I really haven't met anyone else that has said something different than that. But yeah, I am in the category of didn't get into NYU, but wanted to be in New York City more than anything. So the whole, oh my gosh, NYU. That was a whole um, time in my life, me and my two other best friends, we all applied to NYU, um, early decision. And we were like, oh my God, we're going to get in all together and it'll be great. Or none of us are going to get in and we'll be sad. 
those were the scenarios we were looking at naively. And it was the day that decisions came out. Oh, I feel like I need to say, so me and my friend Alex, we had, I would say, very similar grades. Um, and then my, the third friend, Isabel, her grades were a little better than ours, but I would say we honestly each had very different things to offer. So it, it, I feel it kind of evened up. Like I, I think I, I had more like extra curriculars and a variety of interests compared to like Isabel, but then I'm not going to get into it. So yeah, I feel like we all had a decent chance. But yeah, so it was the day of decisions and um, Alex and Isabel got in and I didn't. And I have never felt devastation like that in my whole life. And I, that is not dramatic. Like I'm not exaggerating anything. I remember this might be TMI, but I threw up because I... <laughs> I felt so emotional, like so strongly emotional that I just literally had to vomit because I couldn't handle it. Um, I didn't go to school for the next couple of days because it was, it was just intense. So I was very sad and it took, I think it up until sophomore year of college for me to get over it completely, I would say. So, yeah, it's hard. You know, your two best friends go to your dream school and you see them going to lunch together, hanging out at Washington Square Park together, and you're just over there, over here in Fidei. Like, it's boring. What are you going to do? Hang out with Wall Street people? No. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, I'm over it. I found great friends. I'm very happy with where I am now. But, um, yeah, high school. I'm just going to – that's my transition. Yeah, high school. I, most of my friends, especially like my friends at Pace will know that I consider my high school a personality trait and I do. That is something I'm admitting to right now. I, I went to Atlanta International School for, from first grade to 12th grade and it wasn't easy, but I, loved it. And it absolutely shaped me into the person that I am today. It's, um, a private school in Buckhead, Atlanta and, you know, private school. Wow. Like fancy (laughs) Buckhead is like, not is like, is the wealthiest part of Atlanta. Like if you watch real housewives of, of Atlanta or, you know, like Atlanta rappers, none of them actually live there. Most of them live like um, outside of Atlanta cause they can get like bigger houses for cheaper there, but like the old money, like rich, rich, rich people, um, live in Buckhead. And I was never as wealthy as my friends, but that was never a problem. And that's one part that I loved was that I never really felt, um, out of place there. I think something that contributed to that was that I I started there so young. So I grew up with these people and yeah, the school was very small. Most grades were about like about average of 70 people. So I can honestly, right now I can name you um, everyone's first and last name, like 
three grades above me and three grades below me. Like it's everyone knows each other. I know their parents, the teachers know their parents, their siblings. Like we know everything about each other, everything. And I loved it. And a big part of it is it's an international school. So most people, um, I don't know the exact statistics here. I'm sure they have it on the website, but I would say like 90% of the people are honestly more are not American. So let's say, so that you have like a few different types. So you've got people who aren't maybe born in the U.S., but their parents were born raised in a different country and they were probably raised in that country. Like they're American citizens, but they were probably born in America and then stayed here for a year and then left to go to a different country and then came back. Um, got a lot of those types. We've got people who were born in different countries coming in. And so like we have a lot of kids of like diplomats, um, parents who kids of parents who worked in the UN. We have, uh, most popularly we have like, we call them like Coke kids or Coke babies. Um, that sounds inappropriate. It's Coke as in Coca-Cola because <laughs> Atlanta is the headquarters of Coca-Cola. This, you know, this is where everything started. And so most people who are like getting promoted or no, really people who are just getting promoted, um, they moved to Atlanta. So we, and our school is sponsored by Coke. It was just like, whenever families came from other countries, Coke would tell them like, oh, you should, you know, most kids go to Atlanta International School because we've got kids from moving from everywhere. That was a very long explanation, but very, very international. Um, Like I'm thinking my friend group, we have someone from, not from, but like people who are Nigerian, Uh, from Cuba, Uruguay, Ecuador. I'm um, half Thai, half American. And not like, and okay, and that is something that I have learned. A big difference that I've learned. I genuinely, like, this may sound ignorant, I don't know. But something I didn't realize that people did, like, is when I went to Pace and people would, would tell me, you know, I'm Italian, I'm French, blah, blah, blah. I'm um, German, to me, that means that you were either born there or your parents were born there. It has, no, it's not like your great, 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 grand, great grandmother or grandfather were born in, was born in Germany or Ireland or whatever, you know? So I feel rude, you know, saying that, like, I don't think, I don't really consider you German, German or whatever. Um, I don't know why I'm using German as the example. I just am. Or really Italian. Come on. It's New York, New Jersey, a lot of Jersey people. I should be using Italian because that's the big one. Everyone. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. And there are, there are a bunch of Italian people, but there also are a lot of what I consider fake Italians. You know, I know people in my high school, a lot of them lived in Italy. I can, I'm not going to name them right now because you don't know them and it's, they're irrelevant to you. But I know all these people who actually were born and lived in Italy and their parents are both hundred percent Italian. And it's hard for me to make that distinction that it's different, you know, and at my high school, when you say you're 
this nationality, that probably means you have a very close connection to it. Whereas really in the real world (laughs) and not my AIS bubble, um, when people say they are whatever they are, they're probably like an eighth, a quarter, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, like, sure, I'm not 100% Thai, but, like, my dad is a little southern white boy. My mom is 100% Thai. But I grew up, you know, Thai was the first language I I learned as a kid. I went to Thailand every single summer of my whole life until graduating high school. So I have a very close connection to that part of my nationality. So I'm very proud of it. And, yeah, that that is a big part that shaped me was – just diversity and diversity and nationality. And I don't see that as much in pace, you know, when all I see all these schools talking about diversity and that's something that's very new to me. So yeah, that is why <laughs> that's why my friends literally say all the time that um AIS was, is like a personality trait to me. I mean, it was like, I, my, like, okay. Like the class of 2021, that's my class. It pretty much remained the same people from first grade to 12th grade. You know, I literally, I grew up with these people and it's hard for me not to bring it up a lot. And yeah, it's just a big part of my life, but I do want to say as much as I think, you know, it was a great community, it was an open community, it was close-knit, it was um, diverse. I did already say, I know I've already said that a million times. You know, it was all these great things. The people were great. But what I will say is that the teachers at AIS ranged from absolute pieces of shit to some really great people. And I feel like I do a pretty good job at looking at situations unbiasedly. Now, was I the best student? Absolutely not. In high school, I didn't try. The difference in my effort between, well, okay, but I, let me, I feel like I need to get, I need to talk about my, my journey there is my problem with AIS is that they tell you, they, they, they categorize you into like just stupid and smart. And then the people who they just automatically think are stupid, they will never give you room to grow and to succeed and, and to have a chance to be in that, you know, quote unquote, smart group. And it was frustrating and it took a huge toll on me as a kid, you know? So when you go to AIS, you're supposed to take up, um, one of three languages, you, ha- you get taught English, obviously, but then you have to choose between Spanish. This is how it was when I was there. I think they have more languages now, but um, Spanish, German, or French. And then in, in like primary school, it one day would be in English and then the other day would be in the language you choose. So my parents, I was, I was like, what, six? So my parents chose for me. Uh, they chose French. And the majority of these people, they were there. 4K and 5K. I I, I went to um, this Methodist um, kindergarten school that I really have barely any memory, but most of these people were there from 4K, already learning French. They had two years on me, or they were French. So what chance did I have? We had so many French people at our school. 
And I'm trying my best. I have never even heard like bonjour in my life, like hello. And I'm struggling. I am struggling to keep up with these people. And whatever. So, and the French teachers were notoriously so mean. They were. I cried. I would cry. I feel like this is getting personal, but I'm, no one's going to really listen to this. So I'm just going to rant about it because why not? Um, they were rude. They were so rude and so mean. And I, I felt so stupid and dumb. And then, you know, we're moving on. It's first grade, second, third, fourth, fifth. The French teachers don't get better at all. They get worse, actually. My fifth grade teacher, Madame Karine, I know this is a podcast or a school, but fuck her. Fuck her. She was awful. She would tell me that I was worthless, stupid, dumb. I don't know anything. And I wasn't like I said, I'm not at all saying that I wasn't the worst student, but I wasn't the best student. Like I know where I stood. Okay. So that's the beginning of like my insecurity of my, of my intelligence. I always doubted the fact that I never considered myself smart, never. And the school constantly reminded, reminded me that I I wasn't a smart student and I wasn't. um, Oh, and I need to mention that the smart group and this like stupid group, the smart group is like, the majority of the grade. Like the stupid group was just like the same 10 people and you, everyone knew who they were. You know, I, I everyone had the same people in mind because that's what the school did to you. It, it, it clearly, it wanted to like segregate these types of people. And the fact that, you know, there was no actual segregation of groups because what the school's really going to put us into stupid and smart. No, I mean, there was no group like that, but it was an unspoken thing. And the fact that everyone knew these, these like 10 people who were like the doing error quotation marks, but like the stupid people, um, that must say something to the environment that they're, they're just not giving us a chance anyways. So then we get into middle school and high school. And I feel like this really shows that it wasn't just in my head. Um, because now instead of just having, okay, so in primary school you have one. So for me, it'd be one, um, one day is English, one day is French. And then, um, you would have like a lot of the same teachers for all those years from first to fifth, but then middle and middle school, that's when you got to you know, you had like what, like eight, I barely remember it now, but like eight classes or something. And now you ha- you're you exposed to a different variety of teachers because they're middle school teachers and some of them are high school teachers. And, and yeah, so I'm like, oh, great. Fresh start. No, it isn't. No, it isn't because all these teachers talk to each other. I, I just remember this happened in high school too, especially I'm going to, this happened in a lot of my classes, but I'm going to use my English class as an example for like what happened in a lot of my other classes. So I have this teacher, Dr. Richardson, I'll call him out, Dr. Richardson, nice guy, sweet guy, very chill. He knew his stuff, you know, very knowledgeable, but I would, okay, this was my mistake. I'm going to tell you the whole story, which is my first paper I gave to him. I always did this thing, especially when I use 
like if you had to research on like whatever, like Wikipedia, a lot of times, and this is the whole truth, not BS, I would like copy um, like whatever, like let's say there's a section in Wikipedia that I really needed um, that had a lot of information that was useful. I would copy it and put it in my essay and then below it, I would write a paragraph like I would have that specific information, like, and I would write a paragraph based on it. Does that make sense? Like, I'm just using that information, whatever. One time I forgot, to, I still do it in college. Like, it's not, I'm not, you know, this is not a genuinely not me cheating. Like, it's just, instead of having to switch between different tabs, I just have that paragraph of information right up, right on the same document. Does that make sense? I feel like that makes sense now. So, <clears throat> I forget to delete one of the paragraphs and it's very obvious too. I, I, I think I just didn't do a good job. Well, I know I didn't do a good job like reviewing my work and he calls me in and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry, Dr. Richardson. I made a mistake. I own up to it that you're absolutely right. That is plagiarism. Like 100%, you know, he said, he's like, I'm sorry. It's the rules. I'm gonna have to give you a zero. Fine. I was pissed at myself, but um, yeah. And so ever since then, so the grading system at AIS is from one to seven and, um, a seven, six and seven is like an A it's kind of, oh, sorry. It's like we, okay. This is like really starting to get really convoluted. I'm very sorry. Um, but we, I don't know if you guys know, I know like most people do like AP, but that wasn't really a thing in our school. We had the IB program, like the International Baccalaureate. And we are one of the few school, schools in the world where we had the IB program, IB program from primary, middle and high school, because most people do the IB program two years, which is 11th and 12th grade. But we, our whole school was integrated in that type of way of thinking and that format of IB, um, I'm not going to get too much into it, but that's why we had one through seven as a grading system. So six and seven is like a, is like an a, and then a five is like a B, but then it jumps. Cause then a four is like a B minus, but you're kind of okay with a four, but like, you're also a little disappointed cause you could have definitely could have done better. Like Five is like is like solid, and then four is like uh, you kind of missed the mark, and then anything below four is crap. Like you you don't want to get that. Um, anyways, my point is Doctor Richardson, Doctor Richardson, this guy, no matter what poems, essays, short, and then any anything anything, I there are times where I put so much work into a piece of writing. Like I proofread, I got friends to read. I got other teachers to look at it, got a four. Other things where, I mean, I just wrote out of my ass, like didn't pay attention. There's definitely spelling mistakes, four. And it would just go back and forth, back and forth. I had them for two years. And I would turn in all this inconsistent work and no matter what, I got a four. And that is what happened with all my classes. No matter how hard I tried or no or no matter how little I tried, I would always get a four. <laughs> or sometimes math, math was the exception. Definitely did very awful math. We're not going to talk about math. Almost failed math. Almost didn't graduate high school because of math. 
because that's how bad I was, but we're fine. Um, I graduated, but yeah, I just, no matter what I did, it was never enough. I felt stupid. I felt no matter, no matter how hard I tried, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So why would I try? So I, I, I stopped trying at all completely. And, um, yeah. And it is still something that I struggle with to this day at pace is, oh my God, I could cry. This is not how I expected this to be. I could literally cry because when I got my first A, I remember it was the first semester of, um, freshman year. I got my first A in composition of writing class. I couldn't stop crying because I worked so hard. I, and I, and I was validated. I was rewarded for the work I put in and I've never had that before in my life. And now it shows whenever I don't put effort into something, I don't, I don't get a good grade. Whenever I do put an effort into something, I do get a good grade. And I just can't explain the feeling because I came from a place where I just constantly felt not good enough and stupid and looked down upon. And I'll never hit this bar of, or this level of intelligence that apparently everyone else around me has. And then now at Pace, like it's still insane to me when my friends ask, for me to look over their papers. Oh, by the way, I now apparently like writing. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have any passions in high school. Well, like academic passions in high school because I, I based on my grades, I was bad at everything, but here at Pace, I, I found out that I, I love writing, you know, I don't love writing everything, but I, I enjoy it. It is something and I'm, I'm getting good grades when I, when I put the effort into writing something good and like, I, I said this before, but you know, I never in all of, um, my time at AIS, no one's ever asked me to proofread something, which I feel like no one thinks about that. But now all my friends, every single one of them, Sabrina, can you please proofread my essay? Like, you know how to make it good. That actually means the world to me. It, I'm crying again. Oh my God. I'm emotional. Clearly. Um, it means the world to me because it's validating and it's something that I kind of always wanted. I never knew that I wanted. And yeah, I, now I feel smart, <laughs> you know, my friends, I feel like I feel bad. Sometimes they have to remind me, um, Cause I get into these like head into this headspace where like, I feel like stupid again, like I'm back in high school, but then I get, you know, I go to blackboard, I go to my grades and I look and I'm like, Oh my God, I can actually do this. I actually have the mental capacity and intelligence to do this work and I'm proud of myself. So yeah. Wow. That got emotional deep. Um, I was not expecting this to, um, to end up like this at all. I did not expect for my podcast to go in this direction. Sorry. I'm just, um, 
I can't stop talking at this point. I have two minutes left, and so I'm probably going to end this very soon. Yeah, I just want to say that, you know, it... I don't know. What, what do I, what do I want to say? I just want to say that don't under, don't underestimate yourself. And I know everyone says that, but it's very true. Don't because I, I you're probably smart. <laughs> you're probably smart. So don't do it. Yeah. That's just a little bit of me. I feel like I blocked out during that. I don't even know what I said. Um, um, go Atlanta, go Georgia. I love where I'm from. Atlanta International School. Um, I think you should go there. It's good, I think, question mark. Even though I hear now it's going down the drain. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like now I'm like Austin thought about high school. Um, yeah. Um, go to Pace University. I think it's... um. It's a it's a decent school. New York City, amazing. Okay, I'm really running out of time here, so I'm going to stop this. But thank you for listening to my very first podcast. And um, I promise the next – I already know what I'm going to do for the next few episodes of my podcast, and they're not – they're going to be lighthearted. So none, none of this. Okay, thank you.